Welcome to Life Uninhibited. I'm your host, Kristen Messagy, Enneagram 6, Life Coach for Sixes. What is the discomfort of not doing your strategy? That's the discomfort that helps us lean into a more uninhibited version of ourselves. Listen in, find yourself, and let me know what you think. Hello, sixes. I'm so glad you're here. I was looking at my own podcast playlist the other day. And, you know, sometimes it gets big. Like there's a lot of things I want to get to. And I had this just like, I don't know, wave of gratitude and a little bit of overwhelm that so many of you choose to come spend some of your time here on this podcast, it just, it really hit me and not in, um, it didn't scare me or have me do a weird sixy thing. (laughs) I just felt, uh, gratitude and, um, just a sense of like community. And I don't know, just really, it was a special moment. So I wanted to share that with you all and tell you how much I value your time and your desire to, you know, understand yourself better so that you can like your life more and feel like you have more choice. And um, yeah, okay. So that's really what we're talking about today is we're going to talk about what it actually looks like to move in the direction of choice for you. I'm specifically using the word choice today rather than growth or any other word because growth, etc., can have a very should quality to it. As sixes, we tend to turn anything of value and usefulness to us into a should. And then something that can be good can actually become laced with guilt and shame if we aren't doing it. Whereas choice is not that. It's very different. I also want to bring in this term, psychological flexibility, which, let me just tell you how it's defined. Psychological flexibility is the ability to stay in contact with the present moment, regardless of unpleasant thoughts, feelings, and bodily sensations, while choosing one's behaviors based on the situation and personal values. This really is the name of the game. Also, that definition came from Google. I thought it was perfect. I had no improvements on your definition, Google. Well done. So when we are locked into our personalities, we don't have choice. We think we do, but we don't. And the more we get into awareness, self-awareness, the more we start to see how much we are automatically being our personalities rather than choosing. So we are caught in psychological rigidity 
rather than psychological flexibility. And I want to be really clear here. Being rigid, the way I'm using it here, means stuck in patterns. It's not necessarily feeling rigid internally, or it's not necessarily the kind of like rigidity you feel around someone who's very boundaried, you know, who has kind of hard edges. That's not what I mean. So like a rigid six pattern can be super swirly and slippery. Like, like so much of just getting caught in a swirl of spin or doubt or like a yes, but scenario that doesn't feel <laughs> rigid at all. But that being a personality that a six can go to over and over and over, that's what I mean. So by rigid, I just mean stuck in predictable personality patterns, which what does the Enneagram teach us? That we have automatic personality strategies that are deployed from our subconscious mind, right? Not consciously, all of the time to help us cope with life, to help us navigate it in ways that we are not choosing. And at some point in life, we come to realize our way of moving through the world, there are costs to it. We may not like what is happening. And if we don't know how we are contributing to that, then we can't really do much about it. And we just keep doing the same thing. Now, I want to be really careful when I say a sentence like how we are contributing to what's happening in our lives, that can get very dicey for people because the brain can fill that in with uh, some kind of fault, right? Some kind of, oh, it's my fault that I have these relationship struggles or that, um, you know, whatever our struggles are, we can get very self-blaming. And I just, I highlight this. I also highlight, I highlight this in my program for sixes because very on to this pattern. This is this would be one of the rigid patterns that sixes can get into. When we start talking about things like personal responsibility, the brain goes rigid about that. It's like, oh, so things are my fault. And I have to, you know, I'm being blamed. You, you hopefully you all know what I'm talking about. So that is one of the biggest patterns, one of the like top level umbrella patterns and places where sixes can get stuck. And it's this idea that something hard or negative has to be someone's fault. And I have to know who to blame. So I go out and I blame or I come in and I shame. And so I just, we want to get that one out in the in the air, highlight it, give it room and space to breathe. Um, that's not what's being said here. So, okay, I didn't plan on I didn't plan on that part, but we know how it goes around here. Things come out when they feel important. Okay, so what was I saying? Enneagram teaches us that we have automatic personality strategies that are deployed from our subconscious mind all the time. 
It's just happening. And we just talked about a big one. Now, these strategies are designed to protect our wounds. Okay, these strategies are not for nothing. These strategies are our coping mechanism. I like to imagine the personality wraps around the wounding. And according to the Enneagram, this happens in predictable ways. And I tend to agree. We can see it. So in order to unlock ourselves, to create more flexibility, movement, choice in our lives and relationships, we get to learn to tolerate new discomfort. The specific discomfort that our strategies are designed to avoid. I'm going to get into examples of what that is. And maybe that does not sound like fun. (laughs) Probably doesn't sound like fun. However, this is why self-awareness, development, all these things, it's the, the rewards come after the hard work. And the hard work that we're talking about really is at the emotional level. So as we lean into the specific discomfort that supports our own unlocking of rigidity and creates more psychological flexibility, we want to tend to that discomfort with care and build tolerance for it over time. Tolerance for new and different sensations in our body over time is so much a huge part of this. And I will tell you, that is part that I really had to learn as a coach. Other people's timeline for discomfort. And this is not actually a thing that we can consciously choose. Okay, this is your nervous system and you're tending to the nervous system and all of these things that we can do. That is what determines the pace of your healing. There are ways to speed it up, but the the ways to speed it up are very counterintuitive because the ways to speed up your tolerance for new discomfort is to be extremely kind and caring for that. And that's just not how most of us think. We tend to, we want that. We actually can access that if we were to project that into someone else, right? If someone comes at us and wants us to be different in a new way very quickly, we're going to have a very strong reaction to that. It's not going to feel fair. It's not going to feel possible. Uh, we might get really angry about that. We do this to people all the time, by the way. Um, but we can clearly usually see that if we put our thoughts about how sort of quickly we should change in someone else, we can see that that's not reasonable. It's mean, it's unkind. And yet when we look at ourselves and we want to feel better or be different or something, we want that to happen right away. But it isn't our conscious mind that gets to make that decision. It's our subconscious selves, our nervous systems. Those are the parts of us that 
will change over time. The way we speed that up is with kindness and care and tolerance for sort of an extended timeline. Yeah, there are also tools that we can do in coaching to speed things up just a little bit. But really, it is this whole wraparound of kindness and care. Anyway, I've already said it like three times. I feel like I have to say this lots of times because our brains don't hear it. They don't like it. We want things to be different yesterday. Of course we do. Okay, so I... I'm going to move forward and really try to invite your own personal awareness using some different kinds of situations that happen inside of sixes and highlight some familiar emotional patterns that our systems tend to prefer over others. And just talk through, like, if this is the discomfort we're familiar with, if this is sort of what we're doing, what might be the new discomfort that moves you in the direction of choice. Okay, that's where we're headed. Okay, so I was listening back to that section and I heard as I was doing it at the end there, I was like, oh, okay. It was a it was a miss teaching there when I said, if we project this voice of you should change, you know, on a quicker timeline or whatever outside of you, most of us will have a reaction to that that we don't like. That's not true for all sixes. And I know this because I coach them. So for some of you, if you project that voice outside that says you should be this way faster, you're not going to have a reaction to that. You're going to agree with it. So... This We're going to actually also rope in a little bit of tri-type into this episode because I think it's really useful. So if we look at six, two, and one, these are our super ego types. And that means, I'm just going to shortcut that. What that means is a strong should-er, should-er. So if you were assuming we all like lead with six here in the head, and we get that and we all get that there's a whole lot of shooting and et cetera going on. If you also have, if you mostly lead with one as your gut strategies, then you're going to have another dose of should. Shooting is going to feel more true and more rigid if you've got, if you lead with one gut strategies over, say, eight or nine. It's going to feel different. Also, if in your heart center, you are leading with two strategies, that should, again, it's going to be like a, it's going to be like a double dose of they should, I should, they should. So this is so, we're, we're different in so many ways. So for me, this is so not my makeup. So it's even kind of hard for me to talk about. I don't tend to be very rule bound, but these are these are going to be those of you who the rules are super important. You know what the rules are. You really want to follow the rules. This also gets a little into instinct, but I will not be deterred in what I am saying. 
I'm just going to stick with this. There are different strategies that really like the rules. The rules are what provide safety and security. Okay, this is not all sixes. It's going to become more rigid around rules if you've got maybe two and maybe one in your trifix. Okay, so let's just start with that as the example. So if you, if that's you, if you're like, yeah, I should and they should and it just feels true and you can't really see around that and the emotions there are going to be... um there's going to be a familiar sense of self-righteousness and resentment, possibly also. These are going to be familiar emotional states that actually you probably don't hate. I know that for me, resentment didn't play as large in something that I really wanted to excavate, but self-righteousness, oh, that is such a familiar emotion for me and it doesn't feel terrible like to me I would prefer and again this is if I'm not thinking things through right I in just in my body I'd much prefer to feel self-righteous than maybe face the fact that I'm afraid of losing support right so ugh. Okay, I'm getting a little bit off track, but I just want to, what we're working with right now is this idea that there is an emotional, I'm going to call it safety. There's an emotional familiarity and safety for some sixes really wrapped around the rules, what we should be doing and what they should be doing. And so to move in the direction of choice or flexibility it would really be to start to consider that these rules, I I literally almost don't even know how to talk about it. Like I said, this is not my particular makeup. I'm very different than this, but it's this idea that those rules aren't necessarily... um, Okay, no, here's what it is. It's that this Everybody needs to sort of wrap around my rule set can be damaging to relationships. And so in order to access more choice, there's this consideration that other people might be right in their way of doing things. That maybe we don't actually know what's right for everyone. Okay, it's coming to me now. Yeah, we might actually not fully understand the context of all of the things. And perhaps there are other ways to do things. There are other ways to think about things. There might be other ways to conceive of things. And in fact, even if rules aren't abided by, things might actually be okay. So that would be the direction to unlock this, uh, we're going to call it a personality that sort of coalesces around rules and shoulds. 
Yes, all sixes deal with shoulds. We do not all deal with them to the same degree because we have very different other pieces of our personal makeup. The heart center strategies that we're using, the body center strategies that we're using, the instinct that we are mostly relying on. So I remember my husband once saying, he's a one. And we were having a deep conversation. And he said, in all seriousness, he said, there came a point where I had to consider you, meaning me, might actually be right about things sometimes. (laughs) It just makes me laugh. It made me laugh at the time because he was he was so earnest in it. And it genuinely had not occurred to him that if something was different than his gut sense of things, that it could actually be correct in the world. It had not occurred to him. So that would be the direction to go if that's sort of your very specific pattern. And again, the emotions that you're going to be noticing a lot are probably self-righteousness, a sense of that more of actual rigidity, like there is not another way here. I'm sure that this is what I should be doing. And this is for sure what you should be doing. Like a very, a very clear sense on what should be happening and how people are getting it wrong. That would be the discomfort that you would be invited into to get more choice in your life and and really open things up potentially in your relationships and really see too how parts of your strategies might be contributing to trouble. This is the other, the sort of, my brain's like, is this the right time to say this? Yes, this is the right time to say this. One of the global discomforts that we all get to walk toward is this moment where we realize, oh, I have not been sort of operating as I think I have. And I now see where how I'm being or doing is uh, not what I thought it was and how it might be having impacts that I didn't see that I was blind to. That is a dicey moment for our subconsciouses. And it feels for me, I'd love to hear what it feels like for you. It feels like um, sort of being naked, exposed. It can feel nauseating. It's that it's that cringe. It's that deep. It's a very, very difficult feeling. This is one of the reasons we are developing tolerance for emotion is really what we're doing here. Because that moment, if you don't know how to stay with yourself when you feel that sort of exposed, cringy, ugh, not great feeling, your personality structure is just going to come in and defend you from that experience. So in this case, where we're talking 
We really are bound up in shoulds, really clear on what I should be doing and really clear on what they should be doing. That's just going to come in and cover up this way more open, uncomfortable, squishy, cringy feeling. So it's develop tolerance for that emotion specifically, pretty much all of us at some level or other. Okay, let's move on to another type strategy situation. Okay, this is also a good time to talk about the emotion of empathy, which is not a natural six emotion. It is for some sixes and very much not for others. So in that previous bit where I was talking about that more rule-bound um, safety strategy, there's not going to be a lot of natural empathy in there because the system is saying, well, there are rules, there are ways of doing things. And so, you know, if something bad happens, well, did you follow the rules? Did you do it right? And that's just really good to know. So again, if that is your strategy and you don't find yourself really feeling empathetic or compassionate, it's going to be very difficult to use empathy and compassion toward yourself, which is really, really good to know because uh, healing, again, is furthered when there is compassion towards self on board. So if that is uncomfortable, that's another emotion to just really practice exploring. What does compassion feel like? What does empathy feel like? They may not be familiar to you. And that is not a wrong or bad thing. It's it's emotions that you would benefit from experiencing more of and growing capacity for. Okay. So another set of emotions that some sixes find familiarity and safety in are confusion, doubt, and a real yes, but kind of, um, what does yes, but feel like? It feels like non-committal. Yeah. I'm trying to think in terms where I'm yes, butting. It's a, it's a distancing emotion saying don't, you know, come any closer, basically. And I'm not going to kind of let in whatever you're offering me, but in not a clear way. It's like I'm kind of wanting your help and talking to you about something, but not really. Um, This is not a bad strategy, by the way. This is a strategy I teach sixes to really utilize for themselves. If you're in a yes, but sort of space, that's just good to know because you can say to whoever you're talking to, I don't really know if I want to find a solution right now. Like, can you say a couple things and then I can sort of maybe try to find my answers through that? There's ways to really work with our strategies that just smooth things over in our relationships. And it doesn't mean we have to be different. It just means we have more choice more psychological flexibility. Okay, so this familiar strategy is going to be the six that really likes hanging out in the spin, in the churn, 
in the questions. It actually can feel calming to stay up there. This is, it's a sort of distancing from others and finding retreat inside and liking it, but also being sometimes tortured by it, but also wanting to keep it. There's this idea that like, oh, I want to be more decisive and I want to do more things, but I just can't. It's like, well, let's consider that maybe the emotions that come with being decisive or committal are not comfortable, that they're very disorienting. They're scary, right? If you move toward a commitment or toward a decision, that emotion is not familiar. So the strategy pulls back up into the head and really actually kind of wants to keep the thing that it thinks is the problem. So you'll have sixes who don't want to be so self-doubting. However, they don't want to be more decisive because that actually walks them toward their, their personality thinks risk. And, you know, if you decide and you commit, then what might happen? What might you lose? What might you have missed? You just can feel how there are sixes who want to stay in the confusion, in the, oh, I need to think about it. Oh, I need to actually just get more information. I need to, you know, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And we can all as sixes find ourselves in this place. Some sixes, that's going to be their comfort. It's going to be their safety, their security and certainty. This might be more where you get some of those nine gut strategies. It's really just this, it's like I'm here, but I'm not really here. I've retreated, kind of gone away. And in this, I don't know, I'm just so confused. There's a lot of overwhelm, a lot of swirl. And the swirl is the thing that's familiar. So how, what would be the discomfort to move toward on purpose would be in small ways deciding committing and moving forward. This type can just be so scared, so scared. Well, I'm so scared of this. 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 Like, well, if you just do the thing, then then you're going to know more. Like, well, I can't risk that. I can't risk just stopping my spin and making a decision and doing the thing. I'm too afraid. This is a very phobic presentation. I'm just too afraid. There are too many things that might go wrong. I just need to think about it more. I just need to da 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 da. And it's it's a real awareness of all of the fears and all the things that can go wrong. So so a very much not stopping, not doing. So again, that discomfort to choose would be to pick small things and commit to them and do them and then notice what that feeling is. So this is, it's just so interesting because this is a six that avoids sturdier uh, emotions. They, they, it's not even fair to say that they're sturdier. That's just how I experience them. Uh, Certainty, 
This is a six that actually is avoiding certainty as opposed to sixes that are really grasping for certainty. This six thinks it wants certainty, but when offered possible certainty, it's a whoop retreat back up into the mind. So practicing, I'm going to do that thing, choose that thing, and then feel that discomfort. That's the direction that the six can go. And it's very scary. It's very scary to set down. And again, I teach lots of different strategies and ways to do this. This is a six that really needs to practice seeing that thinking is simply thinking, that it isn't in and of itself an activity that is moving them forward. So it's really setting down or getting some distance from the thinking so that they can move toward, okay, a choice, a small choice, support themselves in that small choice, and then another small choice, supporting themselves in that and sort of letting the emotions of commitment and certainty grow. They need to grow a tolerance for those emotions in their bodies. Okay, next. Okay, let's talk about one last set of emotions that sixes can, I mean, all sixes can have this. Some are just going to lean on all these different things, sometimes more than others in different areas of their life than others. But this is the emotional set that is something like an invulnerability. This six is trying to project and feel that they are strong and not afraid. Kind of has it together, everything's fine, especially sturdy feeling when their sights are set on authority, particularly any kind of unjust authority. So this is my brand and I feel the most sturdy, not healthy and psychologically flexible. I feel the most sturdy when my sights are set on what I perceive as unjust authorities, getting things wrong. I like to poke holes in systems and structures and et cetera, et cetera. That feels great to me. However, there's a great cost to that. And what I have learned that I have to walk toward is making space for my own vulnerabilities and really seeing how scared I am when I am in spaces as my true scared self. It's not a fun time. So for instance, the Enneagram world is such a perfect example of this. You know, for the first five years of my coaching business, I set myself up outside the Enneagram world. I was a coach for sixes, but I had my eye turned on the Enneagram world. And I was like, that system has problems. I don't know what those coaches are doing. I don't trust those people, you know, et cetera, et cetera. I felt very sturdy in what I was doing, what I had to offer in my coaching, that all holds. However, now 
different stage of life, different season of my career and what I'm doing. And I've really started to attempt to enter the Enneagram world and community and just really understand things at a deeper level. And I want to understand things in the way that they were actually meant to be taught. There's a lot of weird stuff around the Enneagram and the way it's taught, et cetera, et cetera. So I'm connecting more with actual authorities, people who I deem authorities in the Enneagram world who I like and respect. And so my sense of myself, right, my surety can completely dissolve when faced with authorities that I actually like and respect and who I want to approve of me and what I'm doing. I mean, even talking about it, I'm like, oh, it's so much work to contact my own vulnerability and my own, um, you know, weaknesses and holes in what I'm doing and ways that I can be better without completely becoming uh, just so unsure of myself, right? I can really feel this pull of the extremes of like, I've got it. I know everything. I'm fine. I'm good over here. And this sense of like, I don't know. I don't know anything. I just woke up yesterday and decided to, you know, be a coach. Like, obviously, my brain can see that's not true, but those feelings are so accessible to me. It's that pull from being way up here and just flying through that middle ground and just ending up at the bottom, sort of like at the feet of the people that I respect. Oh, does not feel good. So what's the growth is for me to learn to stand in my own authority and interact with other teachers, coaches, as if we're all just human beings here. <laughs> Perhaps this doesn't, there doesn't need to be an over under situation or this, you know, sexy defended attack situation it can just be uh yeah we're like on an even playing field it's totally radical it's totally radical for my system i'm doing it i've been doing it for a while now and as we do these things as we choose the discomfort that we need to walk through to have more choice in our life, it just really does get easier. It really, really does. The more we choose our discomfort on purpose for reasons that we really like, the more tolerance we build for that discomfort. So, okay, that's it. That's the whole thing. I really hope that you heard yourself in there somewhere, that you found some recognition, and then hopefully some kind of invitation and direction for what is the discomfort you could use more of in your life that would give you more choice in how you operate in this crazy life. Okay, bye. All right, thank you for listening. If you haven't yet and you're feeling generous, please go leave a rating and a review for the podcast. 
It's super helpful for me and for other sixes trying to find this kind of information and community. Talk to you all soon.